1: Wait, I'm Wherever not ready. You found us? Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Oh.
0: <laughs> are you <laughs> telling me to start over, or are you just toying with me?
1: I don't know. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Go for we it. Still, oh, are, we're are rolling, we man. On? We're live. <laughs> well,
0: that's because we're in the new covenant. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> because Christ lives, we live. Ready or not.
0: Jesus already came. (laughs) Um, All right. So the new covenant, the old covenant. Hey, I hope you're doing okay out there in Graceland. Our goal here is to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ, not the religious stuff that will make you feel worse than when you walked in. You don't want to walk out feeling worse than you walked in. But that's what happens sometimes when you get around religious stuff. And people start mixing an old covenant that was meant for Israel with a new covenant that was meant for us after a victory that Christ secured for us. So that's what we've been talking about here on Growing in Grace in recent weeks. Uh, I hope that you'll share our podcast with a friend. And by the way, all of our past archived programs... I don't know if they're going to be there forever, but uh, I think you can go back about 11 years now, Joel, to org.
1: That's right. Yeah. 11 and a half years of Growing in Grace podcasts, all there for your listening pleasure. It would take, um, you know, just go on a binge someday and just download them all and listen to them all. it actually takes several days. <laughs> you take 14 <laughs> just to download minutes. Them. To, yeah just to, <laughs> just to download them well, not on your new internet holy cow man cap got himself some uh a really speedy internet connection lately but um so he could probably do it in a couple minutes but listen to them uh some people have done that we've got uh, several people who have they tell us they're up to maybe podcast 200 and something or I've made it all the way through 400 and something or or whatever what we're you know maybe a few months away from 600. Podcasts and uh, mm-hmm. they are all there at growingandgrace.org. and dot org. And by the way, I always forget to do this, but you can get a hold of us if you want and uh you know, do this whole internet thing, the social networking thing at Facebook.com slash Grace Roots, also YouTube dot com slash Grace Roots and on Twitter, it's at Grace Roots. So uh, lots of ways to kind of connect with us and uh that's this modern day age that's so wonderful, so many ways that people can connect but speaking of modern times we are in a new covenant and it's nothing absolutely nothing like the old covenant if you haven't gotten that from us in the last few weeks you haven't been listening because this is brand new and it's nothing like the old and it's so good that's it's such a good thing for us to highlight if you are feel like you know cap was talking about you know if you, if you walk into a church service and you walk out feeling uh, worse, maybe you should not just walk out, but run. Uh, get yourself out of that situation. That's from me. That's not from the Lord, just so everybody knows. You, you listen to the Lord yourself as far as what your fellowship is like. Uh, but anyway, the thing is, is that you're supposed to, this new covenant is better. You're supposed to feel better. If you, If you're feeling bad about feeling how good the gift of life and the eternal life that God has given you, then that's that's not good because you want to feel you want to feel good about this. But so many people want to make you feel bad about your life in Christ. So it's good to feel good about who we are in Christ, and that's what this new covenant does for us.
0: Yeah, you should feel better, and with a better covenant, you should just you should feel better. You're right, though, uh, run, run, and, and don't look back, or you may turn into a pillar of salt of the earth. <laughs> salt. <laughs> um, so one thing we mentioned toward the end of last week was that. Uh, Sometimes in in different English Bible translations, the the word covenant might be interpreted also as a will or a testament. So sometimes you'll see the word covenant, sometimes testament, sometimes will, and that's kind of where we were in in Hebrews 9, pointing out i got to make sure I'm in my right translation here. Okay, yep. Uh, Yeah, so Hebrews 9, Jesus became the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are Called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now an inheritance isn't something you earn. It's just something that's that's basically gifted to you. And since the death here of Jesus has occurred, that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where there is a will, where a will is involved, or a covenant or a testament, the death of the one who made it must be established in order for that will to take effect. Somebody leaves something for you in their will, they die, it goes into effect. That's what happened when Christ died. The testament kicked in. For a will or covenant takes effect only at death, Hebrews 9, 17, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Now, of course, Christ is alive, but he died first. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet and wool, and he sprinkled all this stuff. He sprinkled both the book itself and all the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the the tabernacle and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law almost everything is purified with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. So again, you you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, I think Joel, there's this the, the book of Hebrews is is this big contrast of the old which has been put away compared to the new which will be our our everlasting covenant.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, You really need to understand that contrast in order to understand what's going on here in the book of Hebrews, the blood of bulls and goats over and over again versus the blood of Jesus shed once. And another good thing about the new covenant is that no blood is actually sprinkled on us like it was (laughs) under the old. That's one thing I'm thankful for, but it's, it's so much better than that, of course, too. Uh, But it had to be done. According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness or no remission of sin. And so that's that's what this new covenant is all about, the shedding hey Joel, of blood. Can we can we camp out here for just a sure, second? Sure, let's do it.
0: At the end of verse 22 there, this thing about without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness. This is why I saw a, a, a comment on Facebook the other day. The, the context here isn't important as far as why they were saying what they were saying. But they made the comment that they were referring to somebody else that's a well-known person, right? And they said that this person made the statement that they never felt the need to ask God for forgiveness. And they thought that was a terrible thing, that somebody would would be so uh, egotistical as to say that they never felt the need to ask God for forgiveness. Well, we don't receive forgiveness from God because we ask for it or because we confess our sins or because we're sorry for our sins. That's not how forgiveness comes. It has to be through blood. So forgiveness has already been provided and made available for all of mankind through one sacrifice, right? Because Jesus isn't being sacrificed over and over again, is he? No, he's not. He, he was sacrificed once and for all. And so this, this brought, and again, here's the contrast. Under the old covenant, many sacrifices, much blood shed over and over and over again, yet never taking away sins. But Jesus came along, and and this is something we'll be hammering on more in chapter 10 too, but Jesus came along and sacrificed, blood was shed one time, and forgiveness was now distributed and made available to all. It's It's just simply now a matter of believing.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's all been done. Jesus has done it all. The 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 forgiveness issue, in one sense, is over and done with. You know, God is not in the forgiveness business anymore, as you said many times, Cap. It's not that he's forgiving us over and over again. It's that forgiveness was provided once and for all. We receive it as, I think, uh, I forget what verse it says, but it talks about uh, receiving the forgiveness. Well, it's we receive it when we believe everything that was done for us. We receive by simply believing, not by asking God for anything, not by confessing our sins. Some people bring up First John one nine, which uh, you can look in our past podcasts. Uh, but uh, we believe that that in First John one. He's talking to those who said that they have no sin. Those were the Gnostic unbelievers of that day. It wasn't that John was saying, Christians, believers, ask for forgiveness or confess your sins over and over and over again. That would actually go against this whole idea of the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins being provided simply by the blood of Jesus or solely through the blood of Jesus not through our asking for it, not through our confession over and over of sins. We've received this clean conscience. We've received this cleansing from God where we're made acceptable to him, where we're made, where we're actually perfected. And we'll talk more about that, of course, as we get into chapter 10. And all of this has been received again. I, I think it's good to, that you camped out there and that you that we've talked about this, because that our security. We, ha- we have security in the fact that we have eternal forgiveness. We're not receiving forgiveness over and over again. It was one time. And that's so important for us to understand. Otherwise, we're going to be begging God for what he's already given us.
0: Well, that's absolutely true, and I I guess we we spent some time on this. I wasn't expecting, but I I thought it was an important point to make here. Definitely. um, Because, again, the contrast of of the writer in this chapter and chapters leading up to it here in the book of Hebrews is is making the the comparison of the old, which was not successful, to something new with Christ, that it's going to be eternally successful, (laughs) everlasting, a, a covenant that, is uh, not going to fail, as you said, Joel. Christ is the guarantee of the covenant. Uh, and, but the, the, the point is that forgiveness comes through through the shedding of blood and through no other means. And so fortunately for us, that's a good thing. It, it should make us feel better. <laughs> and that's because <laughs> Christ, Christ isn't coming back to be sacrificed over and over again. So if there's this ongoing forgiveness faucet that still needs to be turned on, to receive more forgiveness from God, then we're in big trouble, since Christ was only sacrificed once and no more blood is being shed. See, the, the math doesn't add up on that.
1: All right, yeah. I, I know people are confused about that because, well, I've I've received Christ, but then after I received Christ, I I sinned again. And so don't I need to ask God for more forgiveness? Well, see, that's the point of this. That's why we're talking about all this stuff from the book of Hebrews because it, it shows us how the blood of Jesus Christ was shed once and for all. If we needed to receive forgiveness of sins over and over again, blood needs to be shed in order for that. And so the blood of bulls and goats would never do, so Jesus would have to keep coming back and dying over and over again if we were to receive more and more forgiveness of sins. It's a settled deal in the New Covenant. In the Old, over and over again, the blood had to be shed in the new covenant it was once and for all and that covers our our past sins our present sins our future sins it it covers all of our ungodly acts and it makes us perfect in front of god not because of our behavior but because of his finished work god's will was done in christ jesus and so we've got more to say about that and many other things coming up next week right here on growing in grace